Hi. Okay, let's try this again. Hi, my name is Luisa Valdez, and you are listening to Trial and Error. In today's episode, we will have the Anchor community telling us their stories about miracles and what they're made of. But first, let's check the weather. This is a missing report. Where the hell is autumn? Where is autumn? Yesterday was shiny, bright. It, the sun was shining. It was smiling with all its teeth off. And it was really hot. I, I got to dress my short shorts and a t-shirt. And... Even even so, I was oh, sweating, you know, like summer, because it's August. And it has been such for the last three, three or four months. Uh, summer is long here. Uh, I, I, think, I think we live, I think here in Portugal, and especially in Coimbra, because it's a microclimate here, I think we live in a, sort of a plane of um, Game of Thrones, but without the dragons and stuff. Anyway, yesterday I got to put my clothes in the clothespin to you know, dry at night and usually they would dry at night and in the morning I, I would have my clothes to wear and I woke up with the sound of thunder and rain and oh my god, all my clothes are, are in the balcony and my tennis shoes and uh, some other stuff that can't get water in, the, in it. You know, but but again, where is autumn? It's like for the fourth or fifth year in a row, I can seem to be able to wear mid mid season sh uh, clothes because I either go with short shorts and a t-shirt, or you know the trousers, the pants, the normal pants, some jeans. And um, what's what do you call the the? It's not like well a coat, yes, but usually I would 
passed through a phase where I had a t-shirt and a cardigan and now the cardigans are all so sad because I can't I can't seem to find the the the, the time to wear them and I know this is like the uh, what you can say it um, first world problems it's not a problem I'm not presenting it as a problem in itself this thing about my cardigans being sad it's more like this climate is cray cray also it appears that it has stopped raining now, but it rained cats and dogs here. I could hear them meow and bark and it was awful for about an hour and mm, the sky is clearing up. This is crazy. This is absolutely crazy. What is going on? And I say this, this is not the first time that it happens. This is why I, this was the last drop, you know what I mean? So, yeah, if you have some thoughts on that, uh, or just want to come in on the cats and dogs that rain, that's uh, really, I think, absurd, yet funny, yet uh, almost true statements that I could make. Um, maybe if I was in North Korea, they would believe me, or maybe they would, you know, just shut me dead. But anyway what is going on also hello again let's talk miracles winter seems to be coming so how about we warm up with some call-ins Lisa, it's Philippe from BB. I am calling in to talk about my belief in miracles. I personally believe that miracles exist in a coincidental sense more than a divine intervention type of sense. I believe that miracles happen every day but are coincidental. It doesn't take away their existence but ultimately it's all in the perspective of who that miracle is affecting. Wow, Philippe, that was really quite the philosophically mm, way to put it. And I couldn't have said any better. I agree with you. To me, it's more, well, I'm not even going to try to describe what it's more to me because you sum it up better than I could. So thank you. And thank you for calling in and joining the conversation. Hello, Eloisa. Again, um, it's Grey Wolf. And uh, I definitely believe in miracles. Uh, I believe that you know there are things that are just out of our hands that happen that are good you know and, and pure and that's the basis of a miracle you know what I mean I believe a miracle is when is when pure goodness is expanded you know on this on this plane of existence on this earth and when that happens you know 
wonderful things happen. So that's my answer. I've, I've witnessed miracles and I've witnessed things. I've witnessed the impossible. So that's where I'm coming from with my answer. Later. Wait, Grey Wolf, don't go away. Please tell me. Please tell us. What have you witnessed? I am very curious. It's one of the questions that I made on my call for call-ins. Have you ever witnessed a miracle? I'm really, really, really curious about it. Please let, let me know and call in back, please. Pretty please? Yes. Also, everyone, I have to say that I like very much Grey Wolf's definition of miracles. A pure goodness expanded onto this plane, onto this world. This is something that I think everyone can possibly, there is a possibly that possibility that everyone can ascribe to, even myself know what I mean? <laughs> it's so simple and I have to tell you something, I think that the concept of miracle is a beautiful thing, which is why I am trying to come up with this episode and, and bring up the community again to this conversation, so please share your stories about miracles especially if you have witnessed some some or something impossible and if you believe or not in miracles and please share my call for call-ins uh, about this, about this conversation so it gets to more people and we have uh, diverse um, perspectives, a, a, a bulk of perspectives that, that are diverse and again please let's keep it civil, so far it has been, I don't want this to be uh, a war between religious and atheists, please keep it civil as you have been and thank you very much. Well, one of the miracles that I witnessed personally was uh, my grandfather singing at church. You know, a week after a week after he had died, we had had church that day, and I was in choir. Me and my cousins were in choir, and you know, we started singing, and uh, all of a sudden, through the speaker system, we could hear his voice singing along with us. Now, mind you, you know, my first thought is, you know, well, maybe that's a, you know, something crazy with the speakers is going on, you know, or feedback. But after we fixed the feedback, we could hear him again. And it wasn't just me. It was over a hundred people in that church that day that heard it. And uh, it was a beautiful thing. You know, it was good for my grandmother to hear him sing one more time. Another uh, miracle that I experienced was I was in a terrible car wreck when I was 19. I fell asleep at the wheel and didn't have my seatbelt on. But ironically, not having my seatbelt on saved my life.
uh, light pole went through the window and because I didn't have my seatbelt on I had, I had slouched forward into you know into the seat like under where my feet and the gas pedal and everything is and uh, because of that the uh, the light pole went right over my head you know if it if I wouldn't have been slouched down like that it would have went straight through my head so there's another miracle I'm still alive because I didn't use a seatbelt <laughs> crazy huh wow gray wolf you really dodge a bullet no not a bullet a lamppost there wow um I have to say though for everyone that is listening please still use your seatbelts um but thank you for the call in and for letting us know what your stories of miracles are the first one about the voice it's really just chilling i'm i i don't know what to say I see. You still haven't published those calls. Is it because you're waiting for more miracles? I hope so, Miss Aloisa. What is going on? How is your day? Hello, hello, Miss Honey. Yes, you are right. You are correct. I am still waiting for a miracle. Well, more miracles, more miracle stories. Actually, I don't have much time now. To get more call-ins or, or better saying anyone who wants to come in on this topic has exactly one hour i repeat one hour to call in with your miracle stories and let me know what are miracles made of what you think is the dna of a miracle and have you witnessed some miracles? I'm interested in knowing your stories. Let me know, call in. Meanwhile, I'm wrapping things up in a while, which is why I am only giving you one hour, because I am going to replay, replay, replay everything from the start, because the 24-hour window has gone and I lost my first segments. So please be patient with me and my station. It's going to be a little wild. Getting on to your miracles bit, I do need you to elaborate for me what you would like me to talk about because I have had magical types of um, epiphanies and miracles, a lot to do with myself because I am very much a person who is in their own head a lot. Since I am an only child, that is how I was raised. But I also um have had a lot of miracles happen in life so if you'd like me to share either of those i can but both are very um full of 
honey as we'll say thick gooey juicy honey some is more sweet and some is more condensing but yet still sweet it's just harder to swallow both 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 is good both is good please share both share everything with me yes miss honey Miracles, what are they made of? Do you believe in them? Call in with your thoughts and stories. I do believe in miracles. They do exist. They are real. Because everything in life, I will tell you this, whether you want to believe it or not, is created for a reason miracles are real magic is real all of these things are real it's just about if you will open your mind to them and if you will allow yourself to be in a world of that that's essentially the same thing but sometimes it's a physical activity as well as the mental so it's a battle of both and so, yes, they do exist because I have them happen to me almost like once a week, I'd say. Because the thing is, I believe in them so, you know, so completely, uh, fully and completely. They soak into my body all the time and I let them flow out of my body. And the goodness that is that comes with miracles then goes to others. One miracle I can tell you about that I had recently, um, there is a band named The Kills. They've played with Jack White. They have had Jack White in their band. And um, what else? They've just had a lot of experience. They've had uh, the, the, some of the singers in The Kills. Also have another band called The Dead Weather. They have one of my favorite songs of all time. If you listen to that band, you can tell me what... Uh, song you think that is if you want to play this game but uh, a miracle that i had with them was uh, uh i was at their concert and then because of a random crazy situation with the microphone system i was and en i ended up singing with them on stage so that was an interesting experience the reason why this is so um serene and out of the ordinary was because I just started coming into music uh, professionally at that point of my life. Uh, I've been doing music since I was in fifth grade, which is about like nine uh, years old. But um, but it was the first time where I've actually like really been pursuing it and calling myself a musician. Before I was just calling myself a vocalist. Um, so like there was this many moments when i was f very far away from the stage as i got closer uh, and i could hear my voice because it was so loud um over the mute the you know the other two musicians in the in the band and um it started to get weird because then my my like their the system the sound system started covering my voice in that moment so just uh you know really quickly rewind i was in i was attending the, the kills the band then their, their concert then excuse me um i started singing to their songs 
and a sound manager heard me from the the crowd and then asked me to go up on stage and it was weird because I'm a, I'm a trained singer and I know the technique and the musicians in the band are not. So I ended up starting to sing better than the musicians. And this, this is not a competition story or an ego story. It's just like, this was a weird miracle for me because I was at that point in my life questioning if I should do music. And my, the, my voice was so loud that I could hear it over the singers by the time I got on the stage. And it was just a beautiful, wonderful moment of the universe saying, yes, this is just showing you that you should be doing music. Then there's also been some other miracles, like medically. A lot of people like to relate the term miracles to medicals, M&Ms. <laughs> but that's not the case, actually. Miracles happen a lot, a lot about, you know, a lot in other ways besides medical. But there has been some medical, um, you know, miracles as well. But that I don't need to talk about that. That's boring. Um, not with me, but with people I know, you know, I'm just like, my belief is my own miracle. My own self is like, believe that you are healthy and believe that you are perfect and believe that your body is exactly the way it will be. And it will be that way. If you stress about things then you know, your body starts to react to stress and that's not good. So keep the body chill. Uh, believing in miracles is just like all about, in my opinion, self-love, um, admitting yourself to to the universe, saying that you know there, that things are in existence. Magic is real. Hey, Miss Honey, thank you very much for your call-ins. I deeply appreciate them, and they were very juicy, full of honey. I liked one thing in particular that you said about goodness that comes with miracles and then goes to others, that flow of goodness. It reminded me of Grey Wolf's definition of goodness, a pure good expanded in our plane of existence in this earth. I like this. It's a broader definition that encompasses many things in life and could be summed up also as a miracle of life, which to me isn't about giving birth or being born, even though it could be those things, but simply existing. And well, existing is simple and isn't, and well, it's magic, and I do believe in magic. Not the Harry Potter magic, of course, but I do believe in magic. Regarding the other thing that you mentioned about music and the universe saying yes when you were singing better than the musicians, I just have to say that, wow, really, that experience is amazing. And I'm a bit jelly because I like them. I really like him. Well, I don't like him enough to know about <laughs> what they are doing right now, but they represented a phase in my life when I used to go out a lot and dance to them. And yeah, mm -hmm. you are very lucky. Oh, and by the way, the death weather, the death weather, nice name. And I. I went to Google and went to from then to Wikipedia and I saw their lineup of people and it's amazing, it's really a super group as Wikipedia says. 
so many musicians that I like in one band is like having a um, box full of different candy and chocolates and it being all just chocolates which is my favorite candy in the world anyway I digress thank you very much for calling in miss honey it's always a pleasure having you in my conversations and don't be a stranger hello hello, hello. Can, can you hear, hear me? me hello, hello. Is anyone listening to this podcast? Oh, good day, Eloisa. How are you doing? This is Aunt Ednet here. I sometimes get to stay at Georgie D's house and she lets me use her anchor application. Listen, I'm just calling in on the miracle thing. I'd just like to say that I do believe in miracles because it's a miracle that I get out of bed every day, what with this arthritis and my bunions. Secondly, it was a miracle that my husband Albert found me and married me because I don't think I was really marrying material. And then another third miracle is the miracle that he didn't leave me sooner for that slag Raylene who lives down the road. And another miracle is that I'm alive, really, because I'm quite old and I've seen a lot of tough, harsh life in Australia. So there's a few miracles for you from Australia from Auntie Ednid. Thank you, Eloise. Auntie Ednid says. Thank you very much for calling, Ednid. You have a bunch of miracles in there. Hmm. 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 I don't know what to say, but, well, regarding arthritis, I have, well, I have a bit, and I feel ya. It's really hard sometimes to go out, and actually, to get out, to get out of bed even. So, in that regard, and in that respect, and regarding also things like the miracle of life, being alive is also a miracle, in a way, either you are a religious person or not, so, uh, yeah, thank you very much for sharing your stories, and for getting my name right, thank you! Do you like games? I like games. Let's play one. Yes? This game is called Guess Who is the next call-in from? You have one chance to guess the name and it's all in your mind because I won't know for sure if you guess it right or not but you have one segment this one this one to guess it so it it ends in five four three two one hi thank you so much for the invitation um miracles okay I guess I try to think of everything in this 
great everything as a miracle, like just literally everything. Um, because in that way, uh, it's all beautiful. You can grant it a certain amount of respect and just that you and it and it and you are all just a miracle. So at cheesy as it sounds, that's, that is my answer. <laughs> um, yeah. So hopefully you get something more interesting than that from other people, but thank you for the invitation either way. Hey, your calling was very appreciated and interesting, actually. I have a similar philosophy. When I say the miracle of life, for example, it's about that, it's about what you said. In a way, everything is a miracle, yes. Thank you very much. We interrupt this episode about miracles with a special call-in. Well, hello, Eloise. Uh, <laughs> Eloise, I still don't know how to say your name. I think Auntie Edna got it right, actually. I just want to call in and say that I'm a bit ADHD when it comes to listening, so I don't listen to much when I'm busy because I have a full-time job and I anchor a lot, as you know, so I'm obviously creating a lot of content. But when I ride my bike, I load up anchor before my, I go, and you came on into my earbuds today, Eloisa, and your station has a lovely flow. It has a nice, easy listening, easy to listen to, uh, peaceful, relaxing flow and content and style. And I think you're like that as well. So I just wanted you to know that that's how it sounds when an ADHD person is compelled to listen. So I really enjoyed it. So thank you so much for being that person on Anchor. Good job. Well done. Georgie D out. Why, thank you, Georgie D. It means a lot to me that you tell me this because I admire your voice and your station and I really like the flow of it. And it got me... It, it, it really got me by surprise because I didn't even know that I had a style already. I'm still finding my way through Anchor and especially podcasting. Um, and I didn't know that I, that I had a style. <laughs> I do. And it's a calm, relaxing style. Um, okay. Um, I'm not sure how to feel about that. I, I feel happy that you liked it, but I'm not sure I'm like that in... I, I don't want to say real life, because this is real life too, but in person... Hmm, let me see... Well, both in person and in future episodes, as you will notice if you keep listening, I can be very eclectic and go up and down with my voice. It really, it really depends on the topic, on the hour of the day, and if I know beforehand what I want to say or not, sometimes, most of the times I don't know, I just know when I already said it, just like now, and yeah, thank you. Thank you very much, Georgie D. I hope you keep listening and liking and riding your bike with my voice. Um, oh yeah, I was forgetting one, one thing. 
regarding my name you don't need to worry about it but just because you keep asking uh, about it my name is uh, pronounced like this Eloisa I will repeat this Eloisa so you almost got it exactly like that just a difference in the E it's not so much an E but an uh, E E and the S doesn't sound like an S but more like a Z but not a strong Z so it's Eloisa Eloisa got it? Aunt Ednit got it right. Yes, it, she did. <laughs> Thank you very much for calling TRTD. I appreciate it. And just so you know, the Anchor Digest email that I got today told me that you were the most engaged listener. So thank you again for that. See ya. Next, we have Lulu Island giving us her stance on miracles and kind of a philosophy of life. I found it really profound and thought-provoking. Do listen. Definition of terms of miracle. If we're talking... Jesus in some cheese toast or Mary on the side of a glass wall, then, you know, obviously that stuff is batshit crazy. But if we're going by the definition of miracle, <laughs> at least on the need to webs, an effect or extraordinary event in the physical world that surpasses all known human or natural powers as ascribed as a supernatural cause. And I guess it's the... um. It could also be such a, uh, such an effect or event manifesting or considered a work of God, a wonder, a marvel. And I suppose it depends on what, which side of the interventionist God fence you sit on, but I think consciousness is a miracle. I think our ability to communicate is a miracle in, a, in the real sense of the word because I don't go for all that hogwash of moral relativism or pure materialism there's a whole lot of people out there that are just so confident you know that <laughs> science itself has become a kind of religion that's pejoratively referred to as scientism because people don't even realize that there are these things called you know um axioms and a priori which is basically saying this is our starting point. Like, we if we can't go any deeper than this, we can't justify absolutely everything that we're saying. We've just got to s start somewhere, you know. And so, in either direction of science, there's a hell of a lot of unknowns. And so, people who act like everything is just all, you know, it, it, totally discoverable, 
um, they really don't know science. So where I go with this is I think about it in terms of Pascal's wager. And he was like, so if when you die, you don't go to heaven, then really, and you believe that you did, well, you're going to be dead and you won't know. But if you believe that you're going to go to heaven and you die and you do go to heaven, then hey, bonus, you go to heaven. And both either way, before you die, you have a positive outlook towards death. So I kind of figure, well, if it really doesn't matter, since I'm never going to actually know, I might as well just make up, you know, the best afterlife I can imagine. And, and I have a similar philosophy when it comes to kind of miracles and fairies and all kinds of things. I just go, you know what, screw it. We, we have all kinds of crazy beliefs that we subscribe to. I'm going to make some cool shit. Thank you once again for calling in, Lulu. Regarding the afterlife, and we are getting a little bit off topic here, but I will allow it because your calling was just awesome and it made perfect sense. Although I'm not on the agreeing side, I respect that. To me, to me, but this is to me and I don't want to push my belief onto others. To me, we die and that's it. And that to me doesn't affect my outlook uh, for life or death. In fact, it only makes it better for me to live. I used to say that, well, carpe diem, you know, we only live once, YOLO, and so we have to make the most of it. And then, well, if I do go to heaven or if I do go to hell, if there is such a thing, well, oops, oops, especially if I go to hell. <laughs> But yeah, it was a really interesting uh, and bold uh, stance that you made here. And again, I thank you very much for pouring your heart out. I am about to go to sleep and I think I will revisit your calling again and again and try to come up with a better answer for it because it's really heavy. Uh, you even go to Pascal and I love Pascal um, anyway thank you very much for calling in and joining the conversation once again beijinhos which is little kisses in Portuguese hey everyone so we are talking miracles still and Lulu Island just call in again to talk miracles with us. Let's hear her. I believe in miracles since you came along, you sexy thing. I got real salty there while I had the flu real bad. I don't normally um, espouse my belief systems so vehemently. So I'm glad they were received okay. I think you and I are more in simpatico than what you think because 
um, I like the idea of being able to choose um, what I want to think about, like uh, when I think about life after death, you know, rather than having it be something that I'm just not allowed to think about, not allowed to be curious about, which is kind of dumb, I think, because I think it's part of the human experience to wonder, you know, to be curious um, and, but like make up some cool shit just because, you know, and that's kind of, yeah, illustrates my view on life. And that is how I get to the position of whether or not I believe in miracles because it's a nuanced thing and I feel as though I needed to establish a definition of terms of what I consider a miracle to be, which is something that is for sure beyond the extraordinary, something that we cannot explain, something that to those of us who have decided for one reason or another to believe in... <sighs> well, what Taoists have no name for, that, that there is no there is no word for it. They say you can only ever, cannot name the Tao, you can only ever circle the Tao. So that thing that some of us acknowledge the existence of and some of us don't, um, you know, and whether that be a miracle in a making, well, I guess it depends. Hey, Lulu, I definitely think that we are more insympathical than it would be apparent. When I said previously, previously that the existence of hell and heaven does not affect my outlook in life and death, I was wrong. I actually meant, and I corrected in, I corrected that in the title of my segment. I actually meant that. It does, but my non-believing it, it does affect it in a positive way. That's what I meant. And I am all for the power of choice, for everyone to be able to choose what they believe or not. I choose one thing, you choose another, and it's all good. And again, I would like to tell you that you are very welcome here and in sharing your stories and ideas, thoughts and beliefs. This is what I like to think of, a safe space to be ourselves and talk about ourselves, you know what I mean? So yeah, hmm, I think I'm getting out of time so I'll get on to it on the second part of this reply. And it also made perfect sense for me, the thing that you said about circling it and not being able to name it. It reminded me of the thing a professor of mine said once about the things that we can't name, the things that are beyond knowledge. And do have in mind everyone that I am from anthropology, so my background is that of science, social science, but still science. And yes, it makes sense what you said and it made perfect sense what my professor uh, told us about. 
that there are some things that science can't still explain and maybe it won't be ever able to explain because for now we can't even name it we don't know about them and that's for me the esprit of science that in one century you believe something and on another that's a joke because science has advanced in knowledge and method and I think that maybe one day we will have some answers there's some really interesting stuff going on in quantum physics and that string theory and the thing about um, the black holes not really being so black holey as we once thought and then there's the thing about time travel and wormholes and yeah I also uh, pick my my beliefs and things that I believe in uh, I do believe that there is more life more intelligent life in the in the universe besides us for example um, to me it's only logical to to believe such a thing because the universe is huge and expanding and just as the universe is expanding so is our knowledge of it but our tools are still very mediocre uh, for such a probing <laughs> of such events and then there's the thing of the um, kind of like the dev null of uh, science uh, and universe and knowledge I don't know if I am making some any sense with this I haven't as you all know I don't script things so this is just off off my off the cuff I think that's a, the English expression um, well I lost my train of thought but yes regarding fairies now and we are getting a little back to some things that you previously said I I like the idea I find it beautiful that fairies and other magical beings can exist and in a way I think they do because we have names for them and even though they can be described as myths uh, and legends uh, regarding the position of science there's also poetry and you know I'm a poet so I'm bound to believe in things that are as you say batshit crazy uh, though not the toast not the toasting no 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 I like my toasts um, with butter and peanut butter and stuff like that and they are very simple and I eat them and that's it Guess who's back, back again, with some Collins, it's Lulu, Lulu Island. Hello, yes, I'm back again. Um, 
Okay, so here's where we are not in simpatico, where I've recently disavowed myself of many of the notions that have been upheld by the, I guess, the Western cultural narrative that came out of the Enlightenment period, which, I mean, didn't really come out of the Enlightenment period because it came out of another period, which came out of another period. I mean, you know, where do you start? Where do you end? It's, um, the problem... <laughs> I think it's that's that's the problem I see in so many things is um yeah I don't know um my latest thing which is going to make no sense is that I look for the middle and then measure the half life on either side I've got a weird sciency magicy brain I I've, I've been through spiritualism I've been through scientism and now I'm in this place where I've just gotten through philosophy um not that you can just get through it but I'm questioning everything Hello, hello, hello again, Lulu Island, hello again. Questioning everything is the basis of discovery of oneself, of others, of life, of possibly some meaning. I do like to question things. And <laughs> now it's me telling you that maybe we we are a bit more insympathetical than you would think let me tell you a story i began as an atheist i was six years old when i told my mother that i didn't believe in god or anything else six years old and i was the first atheist in the family so Imagine the, the scandal, the whole family is religious. And then when I was about 12 to 15 years old, I pronounced myself a Wiccan. After that, I went on to reading about theology and basically every religion you can imagine of. I am very fond still today of the Buddhist Zen. I don't know. I don't want to say religion, but philosophy, and that's where we meet. Maybe well, maybe you don't go by the Buddhist Zen, but philosophy in itself. And yeah, <laughs> I think it's healthy to question things and need it even and well we actually do not need to be in simpatico uh, to be able to have a discussion you know a conversation and be friends on anchor or anyone else or anywhere else i grew up with this notion because I always was the odd one out, so I had to deal with a ton of people disagreeing with me, so I grew up with that and I'm used to it. And I think, well, a another thing, a funny one, when I was <laughs> 16 or 17, I put on 
on a dating site in religion, Scientology, because I thought Scientology was the religion of science. <laughs> oh my god, silly me. Anyway, yeah, uh, science can be, or, well, not science itself, but I do recognize that there are some people who take science so close to heart that it becomes dogmatic dogmatic just as any religion i get what you're saying if what you're saying is something like this i however am that kind of weird scientist social scientist even within the science there's like two separate fields the social science and the so-called hard sciences and it's kind of a, a war between the two not really a war but you know what i mean and i believe in magic but it's not like that magic it's not it's not the card tricks it's not a man disappearing there's always a trick behind that but the the kind of magic that for example and maybe i'm running out of time and i have to go into another segment but my sea lion tattoo healed well as i said in a previous segment in another episode but at first it wasn't healing very well and I panicked a bit and called my tattoo artist and she told me look it may seem odd to you but try to um, talk with your body and ask it to accept the tattoo and that's what I did I sat down in my sofa I hugged my legs and I looked at my at my sea lion tattoo and I I think it was a prayer but not really a prayer I was begging my body I was begging my leg and also at my tattoo I was begging my body to accept it and not well misbehave as it was initially and well I have four tattoos, so I know when something's off already. And as I did it, and sorry, before that, so my tattoo artist um, thought that maybe I would think it was weird, and I don't know, maybe I give off that vibe, but I totally got where uh, she came from because that's something that I used to apply very much and I still do when I have panic attacks or other health related stuff I talk with my body for example I went to the web summit last year and I'm going this year also and I have mobility issues a little disability and I talked to my body like, don't you dare to let me down in November, I need to go to Lisbon in November, don't you dare, so, so sometimes I, I threaten my body, uh, but this time 
It was, please, listen, here is the story of the tattoo, here is why it's important for me to have it and important for, for me to accept it, please accept it. And I did it like for an hour or two. And two days later, it was getting fine. I don't know, maybe it was coincidental, <laughs> because I also was applying the right cream, etc. Um, and it just needed time, maybe. But it's just like, you know, I am skeptical, skeptical of things, but at the same time, what doesn't hurt, doesn't hurt, know what I mean? And yes, that's just an example to wrap up what I'm saying um, about this which I forgot wh where I started, so this will be a weird reply part. Oops. I guess it came a bit from my Wiccan background, which I don't identify as such anymore, although I still gather a bit of its philosophy. I guess it came from that background the idea of magic and the idea of praying to your body and asking and even, well, threatening doesn't count, but in a weird Eloisa way it does. And that's the kind of magic that I'm talking about, the natural stuff the hugging a tree and be at one with the universe but without doing yoga because I can't really do yoga it's my body nope but yeah I still have a lot from that time and I separate separated it in, in time I say that time because I don't do the same things I don't practice I don't I don't I I even had some things that I kept away and hmm, how can I say this I uh, as I said previously I read a lot about lots of religions and the things that I have as a personal philosophy of life is like um, mosaic. I have bits and pieces of Zen Buddhism and bits and pieces of Vikan or, or Vikan philosophy and religion and then on the on the base imagine this as a recipe <laughs> on the base of this soup there's science especially anthropology and, and and yeah i think that i finally got to my point <laughs> and sorry for this rambling i should be asleep already but this is such an interesting conversation that i i really i can't sleep i i don't have any sleep Anyway, Lulu, thanks for calling again, and feel free to call in again, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again, and again.
So what I was telling uh, Lulu Island in the comments and Eloisa, I do appreciate your openness. Um, I think that it's really important, um, especially someone who's in the creative elements, which I think all of you are, even if you're not living as an artist, making money off of it, you still, I, I believe you, you both are artists. And I think that it's important, as I was saying, to either be agnostic and be aware that something is out there that has created this world because and the universe because things just don't happen on their own as you know in life you have to pursue this as we do in anchor if we didn't update it all the time and call into people no one would know who we are my cousin has an anchor station and no one ever goes there because she doesn't do anything except put music on it so what i'm saying is agnosticism is really a good place to be or a good place to be at because you know you understand that the universe was created there is energy that is put forth and then there is a reaction which is why we are here so i'm just gonna listen to this episode and if you decide to reorganize it then that's fine if you don't then it's all good too because i i did not listen to any of your miracle episode past lulu when you when it was live because i was doing my own stuff you know anyway um i love the fact that you were talking about wiccanism I call it Wiccanism, it's Wiccan. But my parents did a very similar thing when I was a kid. I had, not kidding, between the age of 10 and I'd say 15, 13, I had um, about 40 Wiccan books, some that I had to buy from Europe because they didn't sell in America. And um, they ended up burning all my books because they were afraid, because I was really getting into it. That, that was a really sad moment for me because it was such a big part of my life and I was so enraged, oh my God. We could have a whole episode talking about that. That was scary. Wow. Darling, I feel like we just get each other completely because the Wiccan thing, I'm like, holy shit, I did the same thing when I was a kid. And then the rebellious person, that was always me. I always was trying to make a statement. I was always trying to be the different one. I always wanted to be not doing what the other kids did. And I always wanted to do my own thing. And that made me be alone a lot. Like, even in high school, I barely had any friends. It was really sad. Um, and even to this day, I really don't have a lot of friends because I really don't trust a lot of people um, because they don't understand my creativeness and they don't understand my energy and they take it as being rude or um, too intense and then they uh, judge me and I just am not in the mood for that like I need you to understand what I'm doing and nothing that I'm doing is uh, a bad intention anyways uh, and I just am expressing myself and I have a lot of energy but um, the fact that you talk to your body is literally what I do because it's like all mind over matter anytime I have a pain I literally do that I can't believe it, but yeah, I literally do that as well. I talk to my body all the time. I'm like, you fucking are gonna, I talk to myself all the time. I, like not even just my body. I literally talk to myself when I'm about to make a decision that I don't know. I literally, like, I, I call myself Miss Honey. She, it's like my, um, the way that I get out of um, like insecurity sometimes or most of the time. Yeah, it's like when I'm feeling insecure and I have to correct myself. I'm like, Miss Honey, what are you doing? As if it's like somebody else talking to me. That's how I fix myself, to be honest. I have to have a character in my mind who's like talking to me from an outside point of view. Um, but I really, I talk to my body all the time and I think that's wonderful. And I'm really getting annoyed that I have to limit these to one minute. It's fucking annoying. <laughs> it's so stupid. But yeah, I just think it's so wonderful. Simpatico indeed. Wow, Miss Sunny, thank you very much for the call-ins. 
and sympathetical indeed. Regarding openness, I think we could make an episode about it. There's much to say it. I mean, there's the power of vulnerability. There's a, even a, a TED talk about it. So if anyone wants to listen to something after this episode, just Google the power of vulnerability TED talk and you will see how our ability to empathize, belong and love is deep rooted with our human connection. And about body talk, we could also make another episode about ways to cope with pain or whatever it may be. If anyone has anything about it to explore and share, do call in with your stories. And, oh yes, rebel youth and Wiccan or Wiccanism, as Miss Honey puts it. I do have a lot of stories, especially regarding rebel youth. We should do, we could do an episode. I could even call it Rebel Rebel, you know, like the song. If anyone likes these ideas, please do call in. And if anyone likes this idea and the conversations that are going on in this podcast, you can join us. You just have to download an app called Anchor and go to my station, which is now currently named Eloisa's new Silly Life, in which silly is an emoji. <laughs> Thank you very much for the calling and to everyone listening on the podcast Outside Anchor, do join us. We are not scary. We do not bite much. I believe in miracles Since you came along You sexy thing There was this one time that I experienced a vision of the hand of God hovering above my body. I'd been extremely suicidal. I'd started having visions of how I wanted to do it. I'd been in a lot of pain for a number of months. I think it had maybe been a year of consistent acute pain. And I tried a few people to talk to to see, you know, to distract me from these thoughts. And Brad got a hand, uh, got a hold of his mum. And it's still hard to talk about, but she said this prayer um, for me. And afterwards, I felt this radiating sensation. It started with this sensation of just peacefulness and like radiation coming down onto my body. And then in my mind's eye, or maybe I looked up. It's so hard to remember now how much of it was visual, how much was in my mind. Declarative memory is tricky. But I still remember the look of it, the golden glow, the 
sensation of being cared for and looked after. And um, Wendy, Brad's mum, you know, hadn't, when I mentioned to her what had happened, she gasped, but she didn't try to convince me of the existence of God or that's not their style. But yeah, her prayers brought the hand of God to me one way or another and it helped. Hey, Lou, thank you very much for your call-in regarding your vision of the hand of God. I imagine it. I know... I know what it feels like when you are, you know, thinking about suicide. So before I reply to you, Lulu, I would like to say something to everyone. Please, if you are thinking about suicide, even if it's just something at the back of your mind, you know, there are suicide crisis lines and I know, I know, most of us feel that they don't help at all, but maybe sometimes if you do not have anyone to talk about, to talk about it or to talk about what has happened to you recently that has triggered you, if you do not have any friends, if you do not have anchor, so this may possibly be useful for someone listening to this outside anchor, please just Google list of suicide crisis lines and you will go to a link from Wikipedia which has a lot of those lines, numbers, most of them are for free. You can call in for free or just, you know, for the general price that your country um, has for those lines. I know that this is a good list or at least half decent because the lists, sorry, because the lines that are listed in that website, in that list of Wikipedia from Portugal, the Portuguese lines, I know them and I specifically know one of them and I, do, and I know that they are good people and non-judgmental. So if you need someone to talk with, please do reach out reach out a line, reach out a lifeline that is maybe someone from your circle of friends, your family, your boyfriend's mother, reach out, uh, let people know because people don't know what's going on inside your head, inside, you know, it's just inside so if you do not let anyone know about it no one can help you even if they are very empathic there's just so much one can um, help without knowing so 
Sorry about that. This thing's got a bit heavy now. Lulu, thank you very much for your call-in. And I want to send you a big hug and lots of love and compassion. And I can't, I can't imagine that hand of God, you know, why, you know why. Everyone knows why, if they have been listening with attention. But I do know about feeling good vibes and sending good vibes. So, yeah, still in simpatico. <laughs> um, good vibes to you and to everyone who is listening. The next color is the sweetest thing. I'm not even joking. Seriously, I'm serious about this. She's the sweetest thing and she she summed up what I I I believe I believe what she said. I I'm very skeptic, but at the same time well, she had me at tectonic plates. Hi there, Louisa. It's Carryisms, and I wanted to answer your question about miracles. I do believe in miracles. I think that um, there are things that have happened in my life where I, I just can't pinpoint an exact reason as to why it happened, but I just feel like the cosmos aligned or like like platonic plates shifted or something I don't know but there are just very few and in between moments but like very noticeable moments where like things just you feel a shift is literally I don't know if it's literal but I kind of do feel a shift in things happening and it's just like you have to act on this moment like this is the moment you have to act on it and it's like you're in that second and you're in that moment and the miracle is happening and it's beyond your control and you're just overjoyed because something greater beyond yourself happens so I definitely do believe in it even though it was a long explanation but yeah I do I believe in miracles hey Carryisms, I couldn't agree more thank you very much for calling in and joining the conversation calling I just want to th say thanks for the ad I you're my first new person and I also want to say I do believe in miracles because it took me a long time to struggle to lose weight but I have lost a good 110 pounds so yes I believe in miracles but anyway have a great night Hey Janaris, thank you for the call-in and you're very welcome for the follow. I have to say I was very happy to know that I was your first new anchor friend. 
Maybe now you will get some more. I've published your call-in. Obviously. I am almost at the end of this episode, but before I go on and wrap it up, I will share some stories with you. No, 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 nothing morbid, nothing morbid. So, in this past weekend, I've asked my family if they believed in miracles and if they had any example to tell me about. Here it goes. One of my family members told me about something that happened to her that, she says, it's a proof of miracle that she, back then, didn't pay much attention to regarding divine intervention. Her front row teeth were distanced from each other, especially the two in the center of her upper jaw, so much that she used to put a square of chewing gum between them as a way to cloak the hole and not having her schoolmates make fun of her every time she opened her mouth. She prayed every night for that hole to go away. One day she woke up with her teeth perfectly aligned, centered and together. She could now smile again with her mouth opened and she tells me that this happened from overnight. Later in life she traveled by airplane, one that almost crashed. Things flew, baggage dropped, etc. Even the oxygen mask descended. Just like the scene on the TV show called Lost, minus the airplane getting crushed in half, mind you. Everyone panicked and started to pray except her. She froze. It was as if she was outside her body watching things happen. After a while, she thought it was some kind of message directed at her that she needed to believe again and pray. So she did, and things started to calm down after one hour or more of panic. In her prayer to the Portuguese saint Nossa Senhora de Fátima, she made a promise that she would go by foot to Fátima if the plane landed safely and everyone lived and that she would never travel by airplane again until she made good on her promise. Sadly, afterwards she got sick and wasn't able to go by foot to Fatima, but just to be on the good side of the saint, she never set foot on an airplane anymore. Another family member of mine is like Saint Thomas. She has to see it to believe it. Since she was never a direct witness of a miracle, she says there is no such thing, despite being religious. Funny thing though, she's praying every night for a miracle, for me. For me to be cured of multiple sclerosis, which is a chronic disease and, by definition, a disease that has no cure yet. I gotta tell you, 
If that happens with no science involved whatsoever, I will become a believer. Until then, I will stick with my doctors, MRIs, meds and just generally speaking science. This, although, well, this, despite believing in magic, but that's another story. So, miracles, what are they made of? According to the stories that we have listened in this episode and the stories that my family members told me this past weekend, miracles are made of dreams, magic, objectives being met, life-changing events, coincidences and perspective, messages from the universe and tectonic plates shifting, and all around an expansion of pure good on this plane of existence. They are like the poetry of the cosmos, hard to grasp and probe in a scientific way, but still open for our own interpretation. Whether you are a religious person or not, there are things that can be named, tamed or explained, and miracles are one of such things. The impossible made apparent to people, the things that happen that shake our belief systems or not, and, just like our fingerprints, something that each and every one of us has a different understanding about. Can you, Can hear, you me? hear me? Can you, Can hear, you hear me? me? Hello? Hello? Anybody, Anybody out, there? out there? Anyone, Anyone out, there? out there? Hello? Hello? Can you, Can hear, you me? hear me? You know, you know I have to, I have thank, to you thank you about, about all those, those applauses, applauses and, and echoes. Echoes, 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 echoes. Before we end this Miracles episode, I would like to say thank you to everyone who made it possible. Philippe from Pipip, Grey Wolf, Miss Honey, Auntie Ednit and Georgie D, Janaris, Lulu Island, Nix from the Unmentionals, Carryism Speaks, my family of course, and Troy Holder for his public domain interlude. This has been Trial and Error Podcasts with Elisa Valdez about miracles and their stories. Thank you very much for listening and don't forget to check my other episodes.